Success in our schools and for our students is a direct result of the energy and commitment of Anoka Hennepin's dedicated employees. This is Superintendent David Law. Each year, our school district coordinates an awards program called Above and Beyond. Employees are nominated and recognized for exceeding expectations. This year's Above and Beyond recipients include a list of 14 exemplar employees. They are rock stars who make a difference for their students. Unfortunately, safety guidelines related to COVID-19 forced us to pursue an alternate recognition for these employees. We hope you enjoy this podcast series and learning how Anoka Hennepin's employees go above and beyond. This is Jim Skelly, Director of Communications for Anoka Hennepin. I'm here with Laura Arndt who we're proud to name an Above and Beyond Award recipient. Laura serves as a special education teacher at Anoka High School, the flagship of the Anoka Hennepin School District Force, Laura. First of all, congratulations and, and welcome. Thank you. It's, uh, it's great to be one of 14 uh, people named as an Above and Beyond. We have so many employees. And um, what we wanted like to do is start with a little bit on your background, if you could maybe ground us on how you got started with the school district and your education background, high school, college, kind of where you're from. Yeah, I um, grew up in on a farm in Lake Wilson, Minnesota. Not many people in the cities know where that's from. It's south of Marshall, southwest Minnesota. Uh, my dad still farms, corn and soybeans, has hogs. And my mom was a special education teacher at elementary school. Um, I graduated from Murray County High School in 2009, went to Mankato, MSU Mankato, graduated there in 2013 with a DCD special ed degree. And then I was hired at Anoka in 2013. And kind of a funny story, I didn't have a GPS at the time and I've never been to Anoka. I got lost and was actually late to the interview. I almost didn't walk in. But I was like, I have to go in and I got the job. So I've been there ever since. So I'm very glad I went into that interview. Yeah, I think your your uh, students are happy about it, too. Yes. <laughs> and your family. Um, it's worked yes. out. So the nature of your job is um, is a special education teacher. It sounds like that's you were focused on that from the very start. You wanted that's what you wanted for your career. Yes. Um, I, I tell people since I was 15 years old, I wanted to go to Mankato to be a special ed teacher. And it's kind of boring. I did that. And now I am that. But my I saw my mom and that just was my example of what I wanted to do. So when you talk about schools, a lot of you're dealing with your students. Um, you have some days, I'm sure, are better than others. You have good days. You might have some that aren't. Maybe they could be better. Um, could you talk about a moment in school that you had with your students that you think is really something that sticks out in your mind as something that uh, was special? Yeah, there's so many moments. Um, I have my students for four years, so I really get to know them on a deep level. Um, but one time of year that's very special is we at Anoka, we do a high school, um, we call it SPED graduation. It doesn't replace the mainstream graduation, but it's a little ceremony that we do for our DCD students um, that the parents and family can come. Mr. Farley speaks at it and we have cupcakes. The choir teacher, Ms. Hayes, sings the song. And it's just really special. It's almost like a banquet for them. And um, we've had baby pictures up. So that's very special to me with the parents and students, just a very special time. And that's like an off-site ceremony as well, isn't it? So it's actually at Anoka High School. We do usually do it on the seniors' last day. Um, and like I said, it doesn't replace the, they can still go to the graduation ceremony, but 
just kind of something since we spend so much time with them to honor them in a unique way. So when you talked about spending so much time with them, I, th- I think I heard in your, your response, you have these students maybe for four years, you might have them their entire high school career. Um, so you have this deep connection about it. So our next question is about if you could change something about school, what would it be? What would you change? This is the one question that was kind of hard for me. Um, yeah, if I had to change something, it does. This is the one question that also doesn't have to do with anything with special education. Um, I actually just personally believe that all students should take a personal finance class in high school. They should be required to take that. I don't know, just being in my 20s still, I'm kind of aware that you need to be taught those things. So my students would benefit from it too. So, yeah, I, I was wondering if you thought uh, you wish that maybe every teacher had the kind of connection with students that you have. I, I would agree with that, too. That kind of helps me with my answer. I do. I feel for those teachers that have a kid for one class or one try. That's it. I mean, that doesn't even compare to the amount of time I spend with my students. You certainly have that connection. What do you think, uh, when in the students that you have, what do they need most out of the school to be successful? They need a lot of structure and support, um, consistency in their day. That is really what they can build off of. They feel safe and grounded from all that structure. Um, and then relationships with staff, knowing the staff, um, trusting trusting them, having good friendships, yeah, feeling safe, not having chaos. Maybe it's chaos at home, but the school is not chaotic for them. And you would know that because um, in part of your, your application for the through this award ceremony talked about how when you connect with a student, you're all in. I mean, you want to, you don't, it, you want to know about them, but you want to know about their family as well. Could you talk about some of the methods or some of your strategies behind connecting with the families of your students? Yeah, this is something I've definitely learned a lot from my first years of teaching. I've always been a person I love connecting with people. I mean, if I'm on a vacation, I'll connect with someone on the street. So when it came to my students, I just wanted to connect with their families. I wanted to become friends to some extent. I just want to, everything that they're doing at home, if I know what's going on at home, I can support them better at school and then vice versa if we're communicating. So I believe in emailing throughout the day, calling when you can't get it through on an email. And um, any parent that is willing to communicate back with me, I really tell them how much I appreciate that. Um, We just, it helps the student in all ways at home and at school. And that's what you're focused on is helping that student. you talked earlier about your mom being a big influence in your special education or going into special education. I don't know if there's anybody else besides her that may have been an inspiration. Uh, but if you could talk about those people who inspire you, you maybe initially to get into special education or even today at school or in your personal life, the, the people who are there that motivate you. Yeah, my mom is a huge person that's kind of inspired me to be a special education teacher. And she kind of laughs about it. She wanted me to be a nurse. But I, I said I did not want to be a nurse. But, um, yeah, she was a special ed teacher for over 30 years. And I would just watch her work one-on-one with the students. I thought, this is so cool. You're actually giving them the attention they need and helping them directly. And not all special education rooms are one-on-one like that. But I just knew from that moment on, like, that is the coolest job in the world. I want that. And as I got older, I kind of realized I didn't want to be in a job where I'd be stuck in a cubicle. I want to talk to people and be involved with others. So special education just seemed perfect for that. Um, But yeah, she definitely inspired me how patient she was. And she'd do the paperwork too. She'd never complain. 
but writing an IEP, she was just fine with it all, so. Hi, my name is Tessa Geist with the Anoka Hennepin Educational Foundation. As the district's nonprofit partner, we're delighted to recognize you as our Above and Beyond Award recipients. You were selected from nearly 8,000 employees for what you do every day for our students and families. As a colleague and a parent, you make me proud. Thank you for what you do every day and keep up the great work. Well, welcome back. We do appreciate the support of the Anoka Hennepin Educational Foundation. You know, our students in Anoka Hennepin benefit from a highly productive and qualified staff, those who go above and beyond. And we're here with Laura Arndt, who serves as a special education teacher at Anoka High School. She's one of 14 recipients of the Above and Beyond Award this year. Laura, I, I wanted to take a quote out of your application, and I hope I'm not going to put you on the spot with this one. But it was a line that stuck out, and I feel I had to say it. Um, you mentioned uh, that you don't have a creative bone in your body, but you do have some other strengths. <laughs> I, I don't know if you find that funny or not. But I do. I do. I, and I, 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 I mean, pretty much all my coworkers have probably heard me say that a million times. But, um, you know, creativity, I, I think you can work on it. But a lot of it is you're born with it or you don't. You know, you have it or you don't. But you can work around it if you are good at, you know, your resources, finding resources, things to imitate or copy. And other people who are creative, you can work with them. And one of my uh, close teachers, Andrea Bauman at Anoka, is super creative. So I always lean on her for that. But yeah, I'm extremely organized um, in all parts of my life. So of course, work, I'm, I'm that way. I'm planning three months, four months ahead at all times. Um, so I just think it helps get everything done. And then if someone next to me is creative, they can add their creativity into my plans. It's like, perfect. Just part of the team then. Yeah, exactly. You know, the one other word that kind of came out was doer. You, you like to take action. You like to do things. Is that just part of your nature? I think I get that. I always say the farm girl in me from my dad. Like we just, you had to get out there. You had to do it. You had to go pick rock for 40 hours a week if your dad asked you to for the farm. And um, you don't complain. You just do it and you work hard because that's the right thing to do. That's just kind of in me because of how I grew up and probably my personality too. You know, the, uh, you talked about hard work. Um, it maybe if we could just in, relay that into your, your role as a teacher, if you could talk about what maybe the best or the hardest thing is about the kind of work that you do. There's a lot of roles to juggle. Um, and a lot of things that make my classroom better for my students are not in my job description, but I feel they're very important to do. So that just adds to my workload. So like I have to write IEPs, I need to communicate with parents to, you know, a minimum, and I have to have this done for my students. But if I'm planning really good field trips and we have um, themes throughout the week that are enhancing the things we're learning, all that can just really make everything better. Having a card business for a vocational class rather than just doing the same vocational task over and over, like all those things make it all better but it takes way more work and it takes more time. Well, it uh, certainly the feedback from your, your students are, they, they are appreciating it and your families are as well. Um, you know, in, at Anoka High School, you're around a group of teachers that are high quality people. I mean, they really do great work. Do you ever look at any of them and say, Bye, that's someone I'd like to take a class from or someone I'd like to enroll in their class even for a day? Absolutely. I mean, there's so many amazing teachers at Anoka, and there's some of the people that inspire me too. Kind of think of that last question. Um, but I know one 
she's someone I work so closely with, um, Andrea Bauman next door to me. She's a DCD teacher also, and she's so creative. Like I said, the opposite of me in some ways, but her, they're always doing something fun with learning. Um, it's creative, just kind of above and beyond the norm. And I would love to be in her class. If I had to be a student, that'd be fun. <laughs> you know, you work um, with a very special group of people here in our school district as well, the special education paraprofessional. And in your application materials, you really talked about you have a special place in your heart for those people. Could you kind of expand on that idea about what the special education paraprofessionals uh, mean for you, for your work and for your students? Yes. I mean, in my role, I would not be able to do my job without the paras. Um, if it was just me in the classroom, it would not even be close to the same. I can come up with all the best ideas, but someone has to help me in, implement it with the kids. And the pairs that we have in Noka High School, not only do they you know, show up every day, do their job, but they like they care so much. They want to have that you know, connection with the students. If it's their birthday, they make a big deal out of that. Even getting a gift for them, they really go above and beyond as we're talking here. And um, they're not getting paid the same level as a teacher, you know, but they're, they're act, they care about the job just as much as I do. And that is so huge. Um, I've learned a lot from them. When, you, when you're a first year teacher, you have all the schooling, you have the degree, but you have no experience. And so you rely on those paras who have tons of experience. So I just kind of had to humble myself and listen to their ideas. And they had really great ideas. And now I talk to my paras. I mean, they're just, we're on the same level. If so there's a situation with a behavior or something going on in the classroom, we just, we find time to talk it out together as equals. How can we get through this problem together? And I notice that helps them too, knowing that I'm not just making the decision and telling them, barking orders at them. But I truly appreciate it because I need help too. I want it, I want someone else's opinion on the matter as well. You know, Laura, one thing as we talk to our above and beyond uh, recipients from this year, we point to an individual that represents others or is an exemplar in their field. And a lot of the answers we're getting back are about how it's part of, they're part of a team of people that are really working uh, to make schools better for students. And um, that's an ironic, maybe an ironic twist on mm -hmm. this whole idea of having, um, we do have so many employees that go above and beyond and it is difficult to uh, to single out one person but normally when we do they're also part of a team of professionals that are doing their best and if we could just kind of shift into you into your some personal things about you as far as things you like to do away from work is there something that your students might be interested to know uh, that's a hobby of yours or something you like to do that you'd like to share yeah, mo most of my own students, they definitely know this because I share with them all the time, but I'm an avid runner. I never um, was like a college runner very fast, but I ran a few marathons, so I enjoy that. It's a good de-stressor for me. Um, definitely spending time with family and friends. I have my husband, and we're expecting a child, our first child, so that's oh. very exciting. Um, and yeah, outdoor activities, anything with Minnesota outdoors, I enjoy camping and being outside playing sports. So. So you like to keep active. Um, yeah. And as far as learning is concerned, is there something, it seems like you're in that uh, mindset that you're always trying to find something new or you might be looking for um, uh, something to expand your abilities. Is there a skill or talent that you don't have or something you'd like to learn? Is there something on the to-do list that you'd like to check off? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm always thinking of something. Um, I mean, one thing that I, I feel like I'm not very good at is speaking in front of large groups. This is easy for me talking to one person. I, I can, or in my classroom, I can do that all day long. But when I'm in front of 500 people that, I mean, I don't have that too often, but that definitely scares me. So maybe I'll join the Toastmasters group or something like that someday and improve my skills. Well, maybe feedback from this podcast will, will help you out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, early on in this uh, conversation, you talked about how, um, you free, really from a young age, you wanted, this is what you wanted to do. You wanted to be a special education teacher. You're at Anoka High School now. Um, but if things change for you, if you, let's say the lottery check came in, is there something you would do? What would you do besides being a teacher? Man, that's a hard question. <laughs> I mean, it is hard when you've always been like, I'm going to be a teacher. But realistically, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't want to wake up at 530 every day. So I'd probably think of something else. <laughs> um, I, I always hope that I would be involved with people with special needs in some way. If I was volunteering at Special Olympics or at schools, or maybe I've always dabbled a little bit with making some curriculum, maybe I would continue doing that and make sell it on Teachers Pay Teachers or something. But I mean, hobby wise, I'd travel and go see the world for sure. <laughs> yeah. And maybe take your family with you. There you go. Yes. <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds about right. Well, or maybe go back to the farm. Who knows? Yeah, I would right? do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Put me to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, it has been a delight um, talking with you, Laura, and it's, um, it's, it's great to know um, more about the work that you're doing in Anoka High School. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. So congratulations go out to Laura Arndt, one of the 14 Above and Beyond Award winners for the Anoka Hennepin School District. Thanks again, Laura, for all you do for your students in our schools. Thank you. Above and Beyond Recognition is indeed a special honor. Nearly 200 employees were nominated this year, and a selection committee carefully reviewed applications to arrive at the awardees selected. Who can nominate an employee? Parents, students, employees, volunteers, or community members, anyone can nominate school employees whose performance they consider to be extraordinary. Special thanks goes to the Anoka Hennepin Education Foundation for sponsoring the Above and Beyond Awards. Learn more about their work at ahef.us. For more information about Above and Beyond winners, listen in for additional podcasts in this series or visit ahschools.us forward slash above and beyond. <laughs>